Marley was dead to begin with. There's no doubt about that. So come join us while we're talking movies. We're talking Three Carols of Christmas, 1993's Mickey's Christmas Carol, 1992's Muppets Christmas Carol, and lastly, 1988's Scrooge, starring Bill Murray and directed by Richard Donner. And I don't mind you shooting at me, Chris, but take it easy on the Picardy. <laughs> hey! Are you glad to see me, or is this a shotgun in your pocket? Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, Scott, I think you really need to learn what a prologue is. Uh, so you don't have to explain all the movies in the opening sequence. Uh, but as Scott said, the main movie we're going to be doing tonight is the 1988 ho- uh, holiday classic Scrooged with Bill Murray. But before that, we're going to jump into kind of all things Christmas Carol. Uh, so we're going to be talking about a couple movies that are based on the 1843 Charles Dickens novella, A Christmas Carol. So Scott, take us away. So you want me to stop doing what we've fucking been doing all these shows where i say we're talking movies (laughs) we're talking whatever fucking movie we're talking about and then go through that well but i mean we have like a main movie so i would have so if i was doing my rendition of scott be like we're talking movies we're talking the 1988 film scrooge with a prologue of all things christmas carol so chris insert random quote that doesn't make any fucking sense and then chris takes it away and back to you scott (laughs) <laughs> my fucking quote was awesome shut the fuck up <laughs> so yeah we're talking about christmas carol stuff yeah like i grew up on mickey's christmas carol that was my avengers back in the day that was your avengers yeah really think about it as a kid the first time seeing mickey donald goofy oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah, of them together yeah, playing yeah, yeah. different parts like jiminy cricket from pinocchio just showing up flying around with lasers <laughs> yeah man fucking Thanos is going after the Infinity Gauntlet. but And first time I remember seeing Scrooge McDuck. And I always thought, and to this day you can't prove me wrong, right? You can fight me on this. But I always thought this movie is canon. And then DuckTales just happened after that. And that's when he's the nicer Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, well, I mean, he's Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> like, he's he was Scrooge before he was anything else, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so... Uh, have you watched any, first off, did you, have you watched any of the like other Christmas Carol movies? Like the, I think it's like 1950s one. My favorite one is the Alistair, uh, Alistair Slim. Yes. That's the 51 one. Yeah. The black and white, right? Yes. He, and he was my favorite Scrooge. Like to this day, he's my number one. God bless everyone. That's, Thanks, Tiny Tim. I was going to say that's fucking Tiny Tim, not Scrooge. But, hey, hey, hey you don't need to be ca- we're talking about that. Don't be calling me Tiny Tim over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that was my favorite because I remember, well, did you guys, like, as your childhood, when did you open presents? I never had a childhood. <laughs> okay. But anyways, <laughs> when, did, when did you guys open presents for Christmas? Uh, Christmas often, Day or Christmas we would, Eve? We would often open one, sort of like in Scrooge. We would open one the night before, and then at some ridiculously early opportunity in the morning, we would go wake up our parents and be like, wake up, wake up, and they'd be like, okay, fuck off, and 
then they we would open presents. Like yeah, we we did Christmas Eve every like I never believed in Santa Claus because I saw the. That's because you were at midnight mass. Santa can't come if you're yeah. at midnight mass. But but that was the thing. It was like it's six o'clock in Portugal, so we're gonna fucking open up the. Where <laughs> <laughs> we would wait till Time midnight, zone, baby. Yeah, literally, we would wait till midnight, and then they'll be like, "Okay, it's six o'clock in Portugal. You can open up your presents." If we would open up our presents then, but from. As long as I can remember, while we're opening up, uh, the TV would always be on, and this movie would always be playing. So were you watching it from, like, network television, or did yeah. you guys have it on, like, VHS or something? No, no, from network television. Like, whatever channel it was on that that time, it would always be that movie from midnight till 2, and then while we're opening a presence, we would watch it. And, yeah, it became my favorite. So how do, so how do you like it in comparison to just, like, like, is it a good retail? I, I've never seen it. So is it a good retelling of, I mean, I think it's a pretty straightforward story. If yeah. you if you haven't seen Christmas Carol, none of this stuff is going to make sense. But if you have, does it does it work? Yeah, like the 51 one? Yeah, because it made the ghost scary. And it made... No, the Disney one. Oh, the Disney one? Well, I one? guess they're both Disney ones. But I mean, the you you did the Mickey Mouse one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Is it good? One, yeah, that one's fucking good. Did you just rewatch it? Yes. And still good? Yes, you're saying you didn't watch it? No, I watched the Muppet one. I watched the fucking Muppet one, too. I thought we had to watch all three. <laughs> I, I thought we were... Man, we could never get this stuff straight. Uh, luckily, this is the last of our prologues for these uh, December, because we have yet to be able to get this fucking right over here. So, uh, so yeah, I, I thought you were just going to kind of pitch to me the Mickey Mouse one. Yeah, I thought we had to watch everything. So, uh, well, the Mickey Mouse one's only like 26 minutes, so it's super quick. But yeah, and that was me watching. It was the first time I've ever watched the Muppets one. Okay, so since I haven't seen yours, but you've seen both, why don't you take us into like? Do you like? Uh, do you like them the same? Do you like one better than the other one? Yeah, give me your your takeaway. Yeah, like I think in terms of portrayal of Scrooge, uh, obviously Scrooge McDuck is amazing. But you think he's better than Michael Caine? No, I think I think Michael Caine might be. Like my second favorite Scrooge right now, like so, his performance. So can I give you a Michael Caine quote? Sure. About about that. So they go to him and they're like, "Hey, we want you to be in this like Muppet movie." And so Michael Caine says, "I'm gonna play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm gonna play Scrooge as if I'm utterly dramatic role, and there are no puppets around me." So. And it comes out, man. Like, you think that he's in that 1950s classic film because he's not... He, he's, he's playing it like a, like, a, like, a, like a trained theater actor. And it's fantastic. It, he, he plays a fantastic, absolutely fantastic Scrooge. Yes, and I think in comparison to, to what we'll discuss with Bill Murray, he's the only Scrooge that I know that has, like, a song and dance number at the end. Who? Michael Caine. He sings yeah, yeah. and dance. <laughs> Right? Like, Bill Murray's the only but other one. Bill Murray one. had the solid gold dancers. Yes, he did have the solid gold <laughs> Hey, dancers. I want to see nipple. <laughs> that is a nipple. When I saw the movie in 4K, <laughs> you actually see the nipple this time. Like, I'm like, that is a see, nipple. They can hardly see it, and they're trying. Mm-hmm. Those are all quotes from the movie. If you haven't seen Scrooge, go watch it. It'll make more sense. Uh, but yeah, back to the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, so you liked it? Yeah, it was really good. I liked the narration by Gonzo and uh, Rizzo the Rat. Mm-hmm. Just following him around. So actually, Mike, if I had used a quote from The Muppet Christmas, I took the from Rizzo. Uh, uh, Mother always taught me never eat singing food. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I mean, it's uh, so it's got a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an 85% uh, audience score. It did okay at the box office, at 27 million on a 12 million dollar budget. Runs 86 minutes long, which I think is appropriate. Yeah, too long, too short. No, I think it, it was done right. Like it kept my interest the whole time. So, and it was directed by Jim Henson's Jim Henson's son after his death, and it's actually the first Muppet movie made after Jim Henson died. Yeah, I figured that. I was going to ask you because I didn't know for sure, but I thought so because it opens up with uh, "In Loving Memory of." Yeah, right? yeah. So it was like I said, it was the first. It was the first Muppet movie made after the death of his father. So, um, so you liked it? Yeah, I, I would recommend it. I think it, it's good, like for this Christmas time. Did you, you watch like- both of these films with your kids? Uh, no, man, I, I actually want their feedback on this. Like you'll no, probably no, watch they... Die Hard with them, but you're not watching the actual kids movies. With yeah, them. no, no. They weren't interested. Right? What about your wife? No, they, she wasn't interested either. None of them were interested. Now nah, that just makes me pissed off more that I, I had to watch all of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I could have been watching something else for that 36 minutes. I could have finished the Queen's fucking gambit earlier. That's a fantastic show. I know. You guys Filmed in Cambridge. Go watch it. Some of it's filmed here. Yeah. Um, so, after rewatching this, uh, first off, I love Muppets. I think I like I love the puppetry and stuff. I think it's fantastic. Um, I found that the musical numbers. So first off, I think this show does would still do well with younger children. Uh, say compared to the Nightmare Before Christmas, which I think ages really well. I liked it when I was younger. Or I liked it in my twenties. I still like it in my. I'm not going to say how old I am. Um, and it 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 has held up for me. The Muppets was like, oh, it's Muppets. I liked Michael Caine. I, I agree. I think he's a great Scrooge. The musical numbers, though, like kind of took me out. I, I almost wish they would have not done the musical numbers. Um, but I mean, so I have a couple quotes that I think kind of summarize how I feel. So one is from a staff writer at Variety. And they said, nothing can really diminish the late Jim Henson's irresistible appealing characters. So 100%. The Muppet and puppet work is is great in this movie. Uh, and then Henry Barnes from The Guardian there's a lot to love here, particularly Michael Caine's deadly straight take on Scrooge. So again, Michael Caine did a great job. The Muppets did a great job. All together, though, I was like, eh. I mean, I would watch it with my nephews because they're under 10. But it's not something I would probably watch again as a as an adult. Which makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. some of these shows stand up really well. I mean, you clearly fucking like them, so. <laughs> this is my first time watching the Muppets. The um, Muppets Christmas Carol, at least. But I think I think they do. A, I think it is a fun. It is definitely a fun take on, like a fun children's take on the classic Christmas Carol. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it was fun. So do, do you? Go, do you but go, I, I will say this: like in this one, that Ghost of Christmas Past is fucking freaky as shit. In the in the Muppet, yes, yes. <laughs> like that little doll face, just like that fucking freaked me. Oh yeah, right man. Out. I, like I said, J- uh, the Jim Henson puppets, like the the Muppets, are awesome. The way they're designed. Um, so, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I know you got all disgruntled with me last time after I moved us too fast off our. No, no. I think well, films. you didn't watch the Mickey one, and so good to know for next time <laughs> right that now these movies are only suggestions <laughs> and we just show up and we be literally like, had a conversation about this after like, our last show he was like all right we're doing this 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 okay but yeah let's let's go on to scrooge what do you think okay so yeah 1988 scrooge bill murray t- a, a kind of a new twist take on that classic christmas carol uh how did it work for you 
Oh, I love this movie. You love it? Uh, yeah, I do. Is it on your, like, always holiday rotation? Yeah, I don't, like, unlike Halloween, I don't really have, like, a Christmas rotation. Okay. Right? Like, it's just w- whatever. But um, this movie I do enjoy. And then it's interesting, like, doing the research for it and finding out, like, that this was Bill Murray's movie back after Ghostbusters. Yeah, wasn't he, it? he took a four-year sabbatical between Ghostbusters and, and came to do this, and he really didn't lose a beat, right? Yeah, he got uh, he got paid $6 million to do this film. Mm-hmm. And considering that this had a $32 million budget, that's like, what, 6, 12, 24, like a fifth? Roughly a fifth of the budget just went to Bill Murray. Um, but they said, I think like it was only him and Eddie Murphy at the time that could do essentially an opening, do $10 million in an opening weekend. So there's, there's 4 million right there in the bank. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, th- how do you, how do you think like we we're, we're not going to talk too much about Bill, uh, Bill Murray's, uh, acting roles. Cause I think we've covered him what two or this is like the third time he's come up on our, no, cause we did, well, we did Sophia Coppola and then That's I, it. I feel like he came up in another one of our shows. Um, are you doing another podcast with somebody else? <laughs> are you cheating on you? You weren't supposed to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how did you how did you like Bill Murray's Scrooge? Well, I guess well, he's not. Scrooge. He's not. He's not Scrooge. He's a, like technically a modern representation of what Scrooge would be like in the in yeah the in fucking, the eighties. Yeah, I was gonna say what year is it? Nineties or eighties? But yeah, in the eighties where it's all media and like corporate that. structure and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like my best line was like one of my favorite lines is when his boss is like, "Do you know how many cats are in the world? Do you know how many dogs?" There's <laughs> a psychiatrist four, four, that four says four billion dollars a year in uh, pet food, so we want more cat and dog viewership. Yeah, be like, well, we need to sell that, right? And which you can really see like corporations doing that, right? Like that. That's the time that. You know, Saturday morning cartoons were literally just... To- from toy companies. Yeah, it's just commercials for for kids to get them all riled up, right? As a consumer. But I think the one thing, not with um, Murray, but with Richard Donner directing it, like mm-hmm. this, this is, I believe, only the second comedy he ever... Like, straight comedy that he ever did. The yeah. toy, I believe, was He's the like, first. Well, cause, so he basically... So let, let's talk a bit about Richard Donner. So this guy's like world-class director. He's one of my favorites. So is there more than four lethal weapons? Cause I've well, got... they're making a fifth, but I don't think he's involved. He's he's still alive. He's 90 years old. Yeah, but I don't think he's directing it. I oh, think okay. they're making a fifth with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, but... Oh, okay. But, but yeah, so we did all the lethal weapons, mm-hmm. Superman 1, and the director's cut of Superman 2, which means once the producers cut it down, he didn't want his name on it. And he did the Goonies, like... Actually, okay, go ahead. Superman 2 is one of my favorite movies, but Superman 1 and 2 were filmed back to back. Yeah. And then he got fired because of creative differences. But half of that uh, Superman 2 was already his footage. Louis Lettner, I believe, was the one that took it over. Okay. And he just shot a couple other scenes, but still used a lot of Donner. So the Donner cut is literally just using his scenes. Got you. That's why my notes say the director's cut was his. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks for the clarification. So yeah, he's like a like a you know, super, super big action, I guess you would call it superhero action movie kind of director. Yeah, he's a lot of he's I wouldn't say superhero, he only did one. But he's an action director mostly. So but I, he also did the omen, which That's is scary though. Fucking scary. Um well I have a I have a quote from film historian Michael Bar- uh, Barson. And he says that 
Donner is, this is in 1995, Donner is one of Hollywood's most reliable makers of action blockbusters. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a pretty solid credential uh, to be bringing into a film. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, Joel Silver. I remember those, like, as a kid, I remember those names. Joel Silver, producer. I meant, like, fucking balls to the walls action. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you had Donner, right? Well, and, like, okay, I want to talk a bit about the crew. I mean, I know I always talk about the director of photography, um, but we got Michael Chapman. So this guy also, so this actually, this film, Scrooge, has so much talent in it that I almost feel like it's a little lackluster for like what's in what's involved. Like, so for example, we've got a fantastic director in Richard Donner. We've got a director of photographer, uh, Michael Chapman. So he worked on Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, The Lost Boys, The Fugitive. So both The Fugitive and Raging Bull, he had Oscar nominations for. He worked on four Scorsese projects. Obviously, I just mentioned a couple of them, including, I didn't know this, Michael Jackson's Bad Video was directed by Martin Scorsese. Um... And he was a camera op, so in, early in his career, on both Jaws and The Godfather. This guy's a fucking solid cinematographer, man. I agree. Um, so you've got great director. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I, no, I was going to say, I agree. Um, you've got this great director. You've got this great cinematographer. you got Danny Elfman doing your score. Mm -hmm. um, you got, like, fucking people people doing cameos. That you, they're in the film so for such a short period of time, you don't even notice them. Miles Davis and Paul Schaefer are playing in the band on the street yeah, that he basically he... mocks for being garbage. Would you learn? You just learned that song yesterday. Yeah. Like I can't even write out all the like people that are in this film. Like as far as like uh, so like Robert Goulet and was it, what's it uh, like Louisiana and Goulet. Yeah. Um, you've got all these old film actors that are coming back and coming in under makeup and stuff like so. And my issue is, is that with all of that talent, this film is like, it's good. It's fun. I mean, it's got a 71 and a 71 across the board on Rotten Tomatoes. I watched it, you know, and I, you know, I watched it yesterday and I was like watching it a bit before you got here. It's, it's funny. And I mean, it's, it's good for a Christmas movie. I give it points, extra points for being a good Christmas movie. Cause I don't really like Christmas movies. There's definitely some nostalgia factor that I get in. It's got a very late 80s feel. But with all that motherfucking talent, plus a like $32 million budget, I kind of think it should be better. I think it's underperforming. Actually, the note I gave this is, this film is less than the sum of its parts. <laughs> Trying to sound smart. <laughs> I like it. But, I practice uh, real hard. Well, I, I have... Like, I think... I know where your issue is. Okay, tell me. And I think it falls on, and again, I've said it before, like, I love Donner. I love his movies. But I think it falls on him because I don't think he knows. And it was actually a quote from the writer, one of the writers of the movie, um, uh, O'Donohue. He said that only 40% of the comedic elements that they wrote for the script actually even made it to screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he, that Donner, when editing it and mixing it together, just wanted it big and loud, right? And all the well, subtle even, even comedy. Even Murray talked about that. He's like, Donner just kept asking for, like, louder, louder. Like, is he deaf? Yeah. So, and, and that's, and that's the thing. And I think if you look at it, I saw a tweet, I don't know, and I apologize because I don't know who it was from, but this movie could be like a horror take on a Christmas Carol. 
Yeah. Like, look at the effects of the ghosts, of the um, Marley, who the exact Man, is there... Oh, sorry, again, again, we always seem to come up with fantastic film ideas. Is there a horror Christmas Carol? Most likely. If there's not... I, I, I don't I see mean, how there's not. We gotta make not. that movie, too. Yeah, I don't see how there's not, but if you... Yeah, if you think about it, like... um. Like the hand breaking apart, right? The yeah. the mouse coming out of his head, and then oh, it's the, dark. It's yeah. a very dark Christmas movie. And then the two, like past and present, they're not really that bad. Yeah, you but know? the future is future. Yeah, he had he all those. Yeah, he has all those souls. Like, ah! Yeah, all those souls locked into him, kind of thing. But uh, do you know that? Bill Murray's family are in this movie. Yeah, three of his brothers. Yes. So it's his, I think it's the dad. He put, one of the brothers plays his brother, and then in one of the party scenes, there's another Murray as well. Yeah, and so I guess that makes it a very Mer- Murray Christmas. I guess, and then yes, and then the gentleman who plays his dad, like when he goes to the past, is his brother as yep. well. Yeah. So okay, so first off, uh, Michael Donahue actually had a lot to see, say about this film, and as Scott said, he's one of the writers, and he he has credentials like he SNL, like he oh, yeah, is yeah, a comedic yeah. writer. He's a solid comedic writer. Uh, so he, what he had to say about the screenplay was, we wrote a fucking masterpiece. We wrote it happened one night, a 1934 film. We wrote a story that could make you laugh and cry. You would have wanted to share it with your grandchildren every fucking Christmas for the next hundred years. The finished film was a piece of unadulterated, unimagined shit. I mean, that's... I don't even get to say it's that many swears in a, in a quote usually. Like, this is from one of the screenwriters, man. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying. Like, I think, I think that's where the disconnect kind of was, right? Like, Donner never did comedy before right like he had the toy but that was more oh, I like Rich- the toy man that's, that's more Richard pr- Pryor yeah that's more Richard Pryor than anything right like the story itself where like a black toy maker is then bought oh my as God. a rich I just kid about, as you were talking about, like, as how, a rich kid's toy problematic that move is movie is white kid buys black man yeah yeah that's <laughs> Hello, literally the, the premise south right so that movie alone is problematic. And I think the comedy comes from more prior than anything else. And same with like Lethal Weapon as they go along. I don't think like the the comedy there is more the interactions between. Well, especially two on is more the interactions between Mel Gibson and Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, it's the, the actors, actors are making it comedic, not the script. Exactly. Um, supposedly working with Murray is always difficult though, because he's very much an improv actor. So he likes to go off the fucking rails. Uh, there was a quote I read somewhere like you don't direct, uh, you don't direct Bill Murray. You just rein him in basically. That's what Donner said yeah. for this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you have a favorite part or whatever, or a favorite character or, um, Bobcat Goldweight? Yeah. Like he, he was my. Like, but and I was trying to think, like, in terms of the original story, which character he would be because he's not the Pratchett character. No, he's, he's not. not. He's he's just like a bit of like an extra comic comedic uh, foil foil or whatever. or whatever, right? Right. I, he's the reverse where he's all happy and joy, and by the end of it, he's ready to kill someone. Which is right? sort of like 
um, Pratchett or whatever. You know what I mean? In in, in the beginning, normally because he works for Scrooge and he's no, very but much- that's that's more his secretary that's played by Alfred. Oh my god, I'm having a brain fart again. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You're yeah. talking in Scrooge, right? Yeah, in Scrooge. His secretary is more the the, the Pratchett. Pers- yeah, you know what? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. She's the one with the the child that has the disability, which that becomes kinda... Tiny Tim, and exactly. stuff. Well, technically, there's two Tiny Tims because there's there's the gymnast because <laughs> it's a film within a film, which is kind of cool as well. But I do want to see that fucking Lee Majors movie one day. Oh my god, that was so awesome! <laughs> like I said, there's definitely parts of this film that are really great, um, and and then some stuff I was like, eh. Um, but uh, I, I love, like, Carol Kane as the ghost of Christmas uh, present. Yeah, where to get him to the present, she has to knock him out every time. Oh, yeah. And she, they, they've got her in that little ballet outfit. So they were originally going to use, a, a, like, a body double who could do ballet dancing. And then they saw how hilarious it was watching her do a horrible job with it that she just went with it. You know what I mean? And she ended up actually hurting Bill Murray on multiple occasions because like she would pull his lip too much. She actually hit him. She kicked him in the balls. Like all some of that stuff actually happened. And I love her as like a comedic actor as well. Like she's been in some, like some of like my favorite films, like uh, princess bride. Um, what else was she in? So she was in the Muppet movie, uh, The Princess Bride, which she was hilarious in. Like, The Princess Bride is probably the best role she's ever been in. Uh, opposite Billy Crystal. Yeah, but it, she's not really in it that much. It's more... Yeah, but she's hilarious in it. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, if you go way back, she was, like, in the original Taxi TV show. She's in uh, Woody Allen's Annie Hall. And then she's in the Dead Don't Die with Bill Murray again. Yes, I'm like, I haven't watched that yet, but I started to. I had to finish that one. But my... Because I had the brain fart, but it's Alfred Winard as the second. Oh, that's the actor? Actress, yes. Female actor? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we want to get physical or technical. <laughs> so uh, I've got – I had actually trouble finding quotes that really s- said the same things that I wanted to say, even from like the, the typical uh, legacy critics and stuff. So I do have one from Joe Brown from the Washington Post, and it said, this is not a – Good, quote unquote, air quote. This is not a good movie. In fact, it's a sprawling mess, but I like it. And you know what? I will agree with that. Like there's, I wouldn't say it's a sprawling mess. I think it's not bad. Uh, I've got like, this is an okay mid-level movie, a cool Murray take on a Christmas classic. I give it points for nostalgia and being more fun and interesting than most holiday movies. So it did get an Oscar nomination though for best makeup and it lost to Beetlejuice. 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 That's right. I said Beetlejuice. I, I was trying to get you to say it again. Oh, I just did. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of all I've got. Uh, I mean, we talked about Bobcat Goldway a bit. I loved him in Police Academy. Like, oh, I can't wait best, till we do that. The best in Police Academy. I can't wait till we do that. Oh, but uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot to say this the last time we talked about Bill Murray because I love this story. So it's that story about Bill Murray not having an agent and having a. If you want to cast Bill Murray in a film. You f- first off, you get a, got a hold of this one eight hundred number that he has. Then you call the number, and it's got a voicemail, which is not him. It's just like a automated voice message that you have. Then have to leave a message, and then hope that Bill Murray gets back to you. Like, and then you don't even know most of the time, even once you've cast Bill Murray, if he's going to show up on the day of principal photography. So, I, I, I always love that story. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons he did that is he said that early in his career, 
agents would be just trying to get a hold of him, right? Like, they trying to sign him, and he just said, fuck this. Like, I'm done. I just want to be left alone, and it's worked for him. So, kudos to you, Bill. Yeah, no, I think I think he will go down as one of, if not the greatest comedic actor. I'm going to put him, he's in my top five for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, it depends on how how like how old that ca- that category goes like from what generation to what generation but i mean he's he's very good i mean do you who do you, do you think he's as good better or worse than jim carrey or do you better. even like jim carrey you, you think i do better? like jim carrey but he he's he's better than jim I, to my opinion i would if i had to do it off the top of my head right now uh without putting any do real it, thought into it i would go murray chase that's, that's number one murray number one chase number two yeah Candy number three. Yeah. Moranis number four. Yeah. And no Belushi in there? Or did he die too soon? Yeah. It's the body of work too, right? Like I, I would I would No Will Farrell, no I, I would go Chris Farley. I was gonna say, yeah. I'll yeah. go I'll go Farley. And then maybe Sandler and then Carrie. So you you seem to like uh both like improv and kind of physical acting as well. Yeah, you have to have it all, right? Man, you missed every single British comedian, though. Did I? Yeah. Well, anything. Did I miss them, or are they just (laughs) not on my list? Touche, touche. Like Monty Python, I I consider them more of a team, right? Yeah, but they went on and did all kinds of stuff by themselves. Yeah, but what about Ricky Gervais? No, I am not a Ricky Gervais. Okay, okay. I'm not. Hey, and there was no people of color in there either. So, fuck yeah. Yeah, like Chappelle. No, I, I would put Trace Murray. Murray. I would put Murray. Kevin Hart? I, no, Eddie Mur- Murphy. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie yeah, yeah. Murphy. Yeah. See? Because it was off the top of my head without even thinking. But Eddie Murphy, yeah. He he, he might buff down Chevy Chase. He might be my number two now. See? And I, yeah, because and and, and then I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. Because uh, I love... Ernie and then you're going to be like, and you have no females. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, well... Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I love Chevy Chase and like early stuff, like Fletch and stuff. And like yeah. National Lampoon, Caddyshack. Yeah, I love them together too. Like Murray and that was the only one they did together. Yeah, I think. Okay, okay, we're gonna we're, we can talk about this all day. Uh, that's all I've got, Scott. So if you want to take us out of here, or if you got anything else to say, uh, take know. us away. Do I have anything else to say? Fuck you. Um, no, that's our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. We can be reached on Twitter at. How do you like that one? Or by email at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. And as we said before, it's the season of giving, and why not give your friends the joy of the voice of Chris and my boys? Take it off. And you know what? Just because, like, we may not like them, there's a lot of people that fucking love that shit. Ruby Halloween was the most watched thing on Netflix this year. That is embarrassing. <laughs> this is true. Dick and fart jokes, man. Bad. They'll make you a million bucks. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.